नमस्ते टुडे वी टेक अप दैट एस्पेक्ट ऑफ दैट दैट पार्ट ऑफ शेरबिंदोज लाइफ दैट पीरियड ऑफ शेरबिंदोज लाइफ बिटवीन 1920 ट्वेंटी टू नाइनटीन बट जस्ट बिफोर दैट वी कैन टेक ए क्विक लुक एट द बैकग्राउंड Last time we had taken taken up the area, which is basically between 1914 to 1920. So the background is that between 1914 to 1926, it was a period of uh, one of the most remarkable events in the life of the ashram, as th- there was no ashram in the life of Shirobindo, and it it this period had a impact even upon the whole world. so we see that 1914 the mother's first arrival and and why i'm saying this because i do believe that after 100 years this almost like in the trail of that whole period is being reproduced so 1914 the mother had first arrived to india and it means that the arrival of shakti to india it means the period from which india's resurgence and rise will start in the true sense so this we see 1914 she arrives and 2014 is the period when 100 years everybody celebrated then the first world war broke out because we may not realize the mother saw in shirbindo the one whose presence is enough she saw in shirbindo the krishna whom she used to call krishna from childhood from early age that you know of all the masters that would come to her in a body sleep whom she would converse with at the age of 9 10 11 so with one being she formed a consistent relationship and she used to call him krishna somebody had asked mother that why do you um, how did you recognize that uh, this is your place this is the work and your mission how did you become aware of it so she gives this that you know at the age of 9 to 11 i used to have a series of experiences and there was one particular being with whom i had a consistent relationship and he was krishna when i came here i recognized krishna in shurbindo so she knew the work and the mission lies here so 1914 she saw that but not only she saw sure window but their coming created a tremendous upheaval among the cosmic forces they don't want this to happen the shakti of the lord which has gone far far away into material nature to create this universe and she is returning back and if she comes and becomes one with the lord it means the eventual victory over all adverse forces this is the whole story so when she came the war broke out and one of the impacts of the war was that the mother had to go back because of the war the situation changed and so legally it was not permissible uh, her husband had to you know go back and she went away so while shirbindo continued with the arya the mother was in france and then in japan in her own way she was turning that trying to turn the tide of the world forces and among that work one of them was to convert the asura falsehood because if he could be converted then the rest would be very easy but as we know that um, the asura falsehood refused the conversion and then she gets an indication that it has to be done in another way so this part we'll cover in the next talk but meanwhile the mother when she arrives in 1920 it is in the trail of the war and during the war the mother had taken such an impact upon her body because she was going in the forefront healing the soldiers attending on them 
that she had such pains in the nerves because she was bearing all the impact. She says that it used to be like a torture of hell. If you read her prayers, she says that I have offered my body in a holocaust. And it's only when she met Shurabindo and Shurabindo saw it, then it went away. Then it came back when the yoga of transformation takes place in 60s. So she bore all that impact, the fires of hell, all the pain, the suffering. So when she, Krishna says in the Gita that, you know, their pain and suffering I have taken upon myself. This is so true of divine beings. So she took upon herself all this pain and suffering that was going on around that time. And then finally she comes and we know that she said it's the day of the definitive, tangible sign of definitive victory over the adverse forces. Meanwhile, Shurbindo was developing along a very interesting lines, though we spoke about the Arya, but if we really look at right from 1907, even before that, in Baroda where he had a carriage accident in which he survives, he, he gives the uh, he writes about that experience in the poem, The Godhead, surging out of his body, holding the reins of the um, carriage. And that image somehow, I don't know, that image always reminds me of Sri Krishna holding the you know, chariot. It's, just a, it's an image which is very similar. He has not written this is about Krishna, but the image that comes is Krishna who is within him, holds the chariot. And then we see that even about his uh, experience of Nirvana in 1907, uh, 1908 early, when Shubhinda was asked that, oh, you could do it in three days, he said, no, it came to me by the grace of the Guru or of Krishna and Kali, if you like. So already he was aware of that action of Krishna and Kali. But instead of Krishna, if we see the Bande Matram days, he is a worshipper of Kali. And that's how he says in one of his aphorisms, that who can bear the onrush of Kali, he whom Krishna already possesses. <laughs> so we see that during that period, Bhavani Bharati, Bhavani Mandir. So already Krishna has entered, but through a different door. Krishna and Kali are two ways, sides of one reality. That's how the Mahabhagavat Puran presents it. The story goes that uh, Shiva and um, Parvati, they, you know, Kali, they are having a discussion. And they say that, well, you don't understand. She explains to Shiva what is surrender. Shiva remembers two things, but the third thing he forgets. She says, you won't understand. You have to become a woman for that. So, he becomes a woman, comes as Draupadi. And Kali becomes Krishna and comes as a man. So, you won't understand till you really become a woman. And all these we see in Sri aphorisms. So, the worshipper of Kali was already a worshipper of Krishna. That's why we see in Alipur jail, Shurabindu writes in Who uh, about Krishna and Kali coming together. So Krishna and Kali played a tremendous role in Shurabindu's own yoga. And then in Alipur jail, we see Vasudevam Sarvamiti. And he goes to, of course, comes to Pondicherry. And eventually, we see the period of the Arya. Now, all this turbulence that was taking place during that time, and subsequently, till almost 1926, it was a very turbulent period. 1918 was Spanish flu. And I think we were just one year behind. <laughs> it may have, but it actually started in 2018, to be precise. And 2019, it became more and more prominent. So it was literally 100 years of the Spanish flu. And it continued till 1920, almost going into 21. So this was a period when millions of people died, 5 million 
to be precise and 50 millions were affected all over the world and then she comes so her coming was not uh, easy because the turbulence was going on till almost november and during that period the cyclones and everything the mother was taking upon herself everybody's problems the moment she came to this extent that she fell once again very seriously ill she was almost this before the formation of the ashram i think this 1923 or 24 when she is almost on death bed because she started taking everybody's uh, problems difficulty she is the mother so that's how she was and she takes it upon herself so if you lo- look at the period between 20 and 26 this was a period which was very very difficult because it was a period before the siddhi before the siddhi you always have a difficult time and world over there was a turbulence going on the war had ended but uh, rumblings were already going on and then the mother starts giving meditations and all the gods they want to come down and uh, they are watching the play we hear read this in the puranas that when krishna leela is going on the gods are watching from there what's going on so something similar the gods came down and they were watching what is going on in this new earthly leela and then one day mother asked them that well um why don't you participate in the new creation that's what i am going to make no 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 we'll help we'll help from afar and shiva offers to help but he says i will not tie myself to a human body and then she says but krishna agreed and krishna ties himself or rather fuses with the body of shirbindo now this is where we have already spoken about it at great length so what really happened and which krishna because there you know the word krishna evokes different different uh, impressions in everybody's uh, mind thought or understanding so krishna is sachidanand brahma so is shiva see the fight that takes so is vishnu so is brahma so these are the four absolutes and through any door you can enter and become one with the sachidanand brahma so they are all if you look at it from depending on the route you take so shiva becomes param shiva or mahashiva mahavishnu shri krishna becomes anand gan gan shyam so though they are absolute in their own right each of them represents an aspect of the one supreme so brahma is infinite existence that's why he is the one who creates all existences owe themselves to brahma he has the power of the word what does word mean the vibration so he releases this vibration and the moment this vibration is released creation starts whatever is the will behind it now once it is released in the in the space and time which he creates in space and time this vibration is released then there is a big challenge because all this has to be harmonized so many simultaneously are being released in this creation that harmonizing part is consciousness vishnu they work together so he has to harmonize everything that is entering into the creation but well chaos also is there as a part of the process of creation so when chaos becomes uh, too much the forces of gravitation becomes too strong then we see shiva what does he do he removes whatever needs to be removed so he is infinite force and behind all this triple aspect creation preservation and destruction there is the bliss the smile of krishna which supports the entire play there is a bliss behind everything bliss in creation bliss even in destruction bliss even in continuity of existence preservation 
all of this is a play of bliss. So Krishna is Ananda me. That aspect of the divine which is Ananda. So which Krishna incarnated in Shurabindo. So this Ananda me aspect of the divine incarnated in a human body in the age of when Dwapar is ending and Kalyug is starting. So he incarnates in a human body, the Ananda me. He takes upon a human body and because he is none else but Satchidanand, putting forth his Ananda me aspect. That's why we see the moment he comes, he starts the Leela. And what is the Leela? Ananda me Leela. In the beginning, we see that there is the Ananda me Leela of Krishna. And in the process of going through this um, um, earthly Leela, he develops an avataric personality. The personality of the avatar connected with earth. Otherwise, Ananda is everywhere. But there is a personality of the avatar which connects with the earth. And for the purposes of the play, in the age of Dwapar, he takes his station at the overmind. Because Rama has already let creation up till illumined mind. So all three are the same. As the Sachidanand Brahm, putting forth his Anandamaya aspect, he takes a human body, assumes a human, divinely human personality and takes his station at the overmind. This carries on for 2,500 or 3,000, 4,000 years since the time of the Mahabharata Bar and he established, see what was his work? He, um, because of Krishna, we see the birth of Aryavarth in the true sense. Before that we see again, people say, speak about Britishers uniting India. No, no, please. The first unity of India is created by Sri Krishna because there were these three, four main kingdoms. There was Magad, there was you know, ruled by Jarasan, there was Dwarka, the Yadukul, and there was Kuruvanshis in Hastinapur. These were three powerful kingdoms of that time. And Sri Krishna wanted to make sure that they don't fight with each other and destroy, and yet Dharma has to be established. So what a wonderful way, divine diplomacy, if you see during that, that period, that eventually brought everything under one uh, major, uh, you know, emperor, and that is Yudhishthir, because... He had prepared him. He knew that he will do dharma. Jarasandhi eliminates his own vanshaj. You know, during that time, uh, Shishupal, all of them were Kansa. They were all forming an alliance. Rukmi, all these people are who are adharmis are removed. And then Yudhishthir finally is crowned the king. And then, you know, for so many, Aryavarth is established. And for so many thousands of years, it is... Um, supported by great kings who became instruments of this divine design. Then, around the period when, this Shurabindu's own words, that around the period when Rani Lakshmi Bai sacrifices herself, that is the time around which Sri Krishna's works begins to come to an end. Not end in this that sense, but the work has led up to this age. Now something new is required. And this is the age of synthesis, where it's not just anandame, it's perfection. So what is perfection? Perfection is the totality of the Lord. So now you have the new avatar, yada yada hi dharma siglani bhavati bharata. So now that divine in his totality, with all his perfection, once again takes a human body, stations himself at the supermind where alone perfection can be, the divine perfection. Now we see Krishna, same Satchidananda Brahm, taking a human body, bringing that aspect, the totality of the Lord, which is the perfection of the Lord, stations himself at Supermind, and then he begins to start the work. Now, 
Aryavarth has been led up till this point, but many new changes has taken place. There are things to be done now because Kaliyug is approaching, or Kaliyug has led us till this point where human beings have discovered so much in material existence itself. So now there is a need to integrate all this material knowledge with the higher knowledge. So that is a work given to Sri Aurobindo to unify East and West, to unify. material life and spiritual life in the highest sense to bring down perfection upon earth to establish it so in this process sri krishna starts entering shrobindo's life little by little like baby steps and then he is in the jail he comes and says no no there is a work for you and one of that work is you have to once again speak the truth of sanatan dharma you have to reveal why because what sri krishna has revealed has over a period of time become lost why it has become lost because so many interpreters they are using the sanskrit as it is understood today but that sanskrit is very different than what is being taught today it's like latin and english so many english words have latin roots but you can't understand supposing you read latin you can't understand it on the basis of modern english you need to understand that so sri krishna comes and gives him a new nirukta that is nirukta is the rules of grammar so he gives him the rules of grammar as would apply to the vedas so he gives him the secret of the vedas and then we see that through the arya shobindo reveals all this knowledge which has been poured to which now he is fully open secret of the vedas and all this is going on and then a time comes when through the process of yoga we see that in 1920 shobindo's body has completely changed its complexion his hairs have become as if the skin is oily the entire face which had pock marks have gone vanished and people can't recognize that you are the same person and this body is now ready to incarnate or to fuse with krishna so which krishna fused it is the earthly personality of shri krishna and that's why the the divinely human personality and that's why when people would say shobindo's letter in to dilip kumar roy if you worship krishna you will come to me they are one and the same of course worship in the true sense bhakti of krishna will lead you because they are one now whoever is offering anything to krishna goes to him automatically because now they are fused at one place to sahanadi even uh, she sees a vision where she sees krishna entering into shorbindo she was one of them who saw the who was present during the Uh, you know 26th uh, 24th november 1926 and she also felt that you know it's something very special has happened and she saw this sri krishna going and fusing into shorbindo and she asked shorbindo what did i see it's blasphemy how can sri krishna fuse into shorbindo so she asked i have seen this because she was a krishna bhakt so what did i see lord and he says shobindo's one line reply who else but krishna can fuse with me so that work of krishna which starts 4500 years back leads to a grand culmination and the moment his earthly personality fuses into shobindo the avatar hood starts declaring itself in jail itself alipur jail but it arrives at full culmination on 24th november 1926 where if we want to put it as a metaphor shri krishna literally hands over the baton now this yog is yours the time to come is yours and that's why shobindo says it is krishna's work that we are 
carrying forward. So what was Krishna's work? Krishna came prematurely. He came to bring delight to this world. <laughs> Rushed upon earth. Okay, let's dance. Let's be. Man can be free and full of delight. Mother says, what was Krishna's work? He came to teach men that you can be free and in delight. We don't have to be bound and you know follow this way or that way. One man can be happy. Happy, not just happy in that state of delight, in a state of freedom. And But earth was not ready. So what earth returned to him? Mahabharat. Something very similar. No? Shurabindo says that I have come to redeem earth. So 1910 onwards he is working towards pulling the supramental down. And the world gives not just Mahabharat. Mahabharat was child's play compared to the first and then the second world war. So all the forces of the world, because now they know it is not just Bharat. So Sri Krishna's work was to unify Bharat into a single Aryavarth. Sri Aurobindo's work to unify the world and let there be the divine love governing the world, a work of a far greater magnitude in which India has to play a central role. So that is how the work now starts of a greater unification, a greater synthesis as never before. So he comes and gives to Shurabindo and from that point onward we see Shurabindo going behind, stepping behind and placing the mother in the front. So many interesting things were happening during that time. One of them being that the mother's name was established in the consciousness of the earth. And along with Sri Krishna's fusing with Sri body, we see that there is the putting forth of the Divine Mother in the forefront. And all this was happening when the world was changing so fast, so rapidly. If you really read the chronology of the things that were happening, the revolutions that took place, the Russian Revolution, many others which took place during that period is unimaginable. So, it is. it was literally the dance of Krishna and Kali. So, first poem we will read is, interesting poem, it's the cosmic dance. Dance of Krishna, dance of Kali. We have heard about Tandav and Lasya. So here it is, you see the reversal, Krishna and Kali. So the one who is supposed to do the Tandav, Shiva, he has changed into the feminine counterpart. Two measures are there of the cosmic dance. Always we hear the tread of Kali's feet. During this period, Shubhinda would often sign off his letters as Kali. Such was the intense identification. Two measures are there of the cosmic dance. Always we hear the tread of Kali's feet. Measuring in rhythms of pain and grief and chance. Life's game of hazard, terrible and sweet. So Kali changes time. She respects nothing except what she has come to do. Even the gods get tormented. You are changing too rapidly. You will see, you know, when Kali's dance is going, even the gods are saying, Mahadev, please do something. What can I do? I am helpless. No, no, she's, we can't, we are, you know, as the story goes in Puranas, they feel uh, burning, they feel the wrath of Kali. What it means is that the change is taking place so fast. They can't cope with it. It's their work to labor in the creation. But they can't cope with it. So they, they ask Shiva, do something, stay the feet. Otherwise, it'll be the whole creation will tumble away. 
we can't measure with a dance so hazard terrible and sweet the ordeal of the veiled initiate who is the veiled initiate is the psychic being in man it has to go through through this rapid change the hero soul at play with death embrace this what we see in again 100 years later 2014 to 2026 we'll see this already it is happening it's time of rapid changes such shiftings are taking place and at least i know quite a few i'm sure many of you would have your own stories to recount how lives have changed so drastically during this period because it's that same measure which is the mother has come 2020 when she has come as kali we want to welcome radha she says wait first the dance of kali so she has come with that measure and what does kali want complete sacrifice of all that we are all that we do all that we think all that we feel so she wants that she has come demanding that after that will come the mother of grace and <laughs> in 20 2018 we will have that 150th <laughs> anniversary of the mother the ordeal of the veiled initiate the hero's soul at play with death's embrace wrestler in the dread gymnasium of fate so what is happening its evolution fast forward leaps the soul is being called to practice in the gymnasium what is the gymnasium this world has become the gymnasium where various kinds of puzzle challenges difficulties at different levels physical vital emotional mental so if we look at it like that that krishna's players assumed this form then it is wonderful but if you look at it, oh my god this is happening isolated event isolated incidents death yes death embrace veiled initiate playing with death embrace and sacrifice a lonely path to grace so this is a period when kali dances the only path is sacrifice give yourself and you are liberated hold yourself back and say mercy then her mercy is slay the ego that supreme mercy <laughs> we can't bear it so sacrifice here sacrifice in the sense of shubhendra gives the original sense of sacrifices not leaving this dropping that sacrifices readiness to refine and purify everything sacrifices yagya so every tendency thought emotions life impulses will body it must go through a process of intense purification by offering it into the fire within so that's the sacrifice and sacrifice a lonely path to grace man's sorrows made a key to the mystery so it's so contemporary should is written then man's sorrows made a key to the mysteries truths narrow road out of times waste of dream see this man's sorrows is a key to the mysteries uh, again 1914 to 1920 was the aryas arya you see what has happened now in the last two years people will say because of 150th year 100 years also was celebrated but there is an outburst of interest in shurbindo's writings all over the world for some reason or the other different groups have come in and all are beautifully you know each one in his own way little contribution to bring out the truths which are there in arya so you see arya is being today reread all over the world 
So we are having the 100 years celebration of the completion of the Arya. This is 2021. 100, year, 100 years of the completion of the Arya. Truth's narrow road out of time's wastes of dream. So many dreams mankind have, has had till now. Many of them are like bubbles, they collapse. And in our life also, wishful thinking, dreams. It should be like this, like that. world should be like that. Out of those dreams, few scattered strands here and there, the divine picks up. Yes. And then he says, all these dreams I have gathered through this narrow road. See, narrow road reminds of that story of Moses. No? How you have to pass through that river where it parts. River Nile gives a narrow passage for them to pass through to the other shore. So narrow road. This is a time when one has to go through ma, 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 narrow road within the heart. Concentrate, focus only on that one reality, one truth. These souls... Seven doors from matter's tomb to rise. The seven doors are of course the seven chakras through which it rises. Seven centers of consciousness. And he is using the word matter's tomb to rise. It is dead without this, without the presence of the soul. Are the common motives of a tragic theme. So the theme looks tragic. Dance of death. But what is happening behind it? There is the soul is being forced to rise through the narrow passage. Forcing through the seven doors to ascend. Because it's only when man is confronted with death on the roads of time that he seeks for some principle of immortality. Otherwise he is too happy in his cushy cushy world. You know, people often ask, why didn't God create a world where there is no struggle? Well, the heavens are like that. But no struggle means no progress. They are fixed. The moment you bring the element of progress means the challenge of time. Challenge of time means struggle. Because time means past present future you want to go into the future the past will hold back so that's why the struggle because it's an evolutionary world but eventually you'll go far beyond the world of the gods but after all this Shubindo makes a very wonderful remark but when shall Krishna's dance through nature move the mask his mask of sweetness Laughter, rapture, love. So Kali will clear the ground. Then he will then he'll wear the mask of sweetness. Right now he is wearing the mask of Kali in, in battlefield of Kurukshetra. But then there is another mask, the, his original mask, his original form, mask of sweetness, laughter, rapture, love. There are some very interesting aphorisms where Shubindo speaks about Krishna and Kali. Kali is Krishna revealed as dreadful power and wrathful love. How can love be wrathful? It is like this, that when we love God with great intensity, and he is seeing, TK, let the intensity build. Then a time comes, he says, okay, I will come. Wrathful love means then nothing can come between you and the divine. He removes every obstacle. You may say, sir, please, <laughs> itna bhi nahi, I have loved you, but not. 
But then he doesn't. He takes away everything that comes in the way of us and the divine. Wrathful love. So it is Krishna. But otherwise, what is the way of Krishna? Very different. He lures us, then leaves us to weeping, then lures us again. This is the way. He will come wearing the mask of this person, that person. You feel this is my ultimate person. And then he will again leave behind. Then you will say, oh, this was an illusion. Then again he will come. Again you will say, this is the final one. And then again he leaves and says, this was an illusion. Why? Because he is luring us to slowly through all these masks. And they are necessary for a progress. Because in one go we cannot. So step by step he takes us. But when Kali comes, he says, leave aside all these intermediate steps. <laughs> Wrathful love. So she will hold the soul a captive of her love and doesn't let it go. So this is Krishna. She slays with her furious blows the self in body, life and mind in order to liberate it as spirit eternal. Krishna comes, gives you the boon only to realize, as Shubhinda says in one place, sin is a disguise of, trick of Krishna. Sin is a trick of Krishna to disguise himself, conceal himself from the eyes of the righteous. <laughs> so, he conceals himself through sin. Okay, it's a trick of Krishna to conceal himself. But so slowly one moves and you know he is hidden there. But when he comes in Kali form, then it is something uh, amazing and beautiful. So she slays the all our physical desires, vital longings, all the mental trappings in which we are stuck. This is the period we can see now which is going on. Once again he says, Canst thou see God in thy torturer and slayer, even in thy moment of death or thy hours of torture? There are those who have seen it like this. There, there is a whole passage written by Shurbindo, uh, you know, when he is going through the British government's ordeal. Can you see God in the torturer? Canst thou see him in that which thou art slaying? See and love even while thou slayest. Thou hast thy hand on the supreme knowledge. How shall he attain to Krishna who has never worshipped Kali? So we see Shurabindo was a Kali worshipper. See this aspect of Shurabindo is rarely highlighted. Everybody speaks about Krishna. and But before worshipping Krishna, before Krishna has revealed himself to him, he is a worshipper of Kali. When he comes into the Bang Bang revolution, from that time onwards, and we read that poem, The Mother Awakes, where suddenly he says that, you know, with a dreadful cry, Kali has woken up and she asks for blood. Who is ready? It's it's terrible night. So we see Shurabindo as a worshipper of Kali. And because he has worshipped Kali, he is willing to stand below the sword of death and yet not flinch in faith. Then Krishna reveals himself. Krishna, that's how Arjuna, he reveals himself. And Arjuna would have lost the chance had he said, no, I want to join the bandwagon of sannyasis. <laughs> he would have lost the chance. Battle would still have been won. But thanks to Arjuna standing steadfast with all those swords and weapons dancing over his head, that's what makes him what he is. How shall he attain to Krishna who has never worshipped Kali? 
then there is another one i did not know for some time whether i loved, loved krishna best or kali when i loved kali it was loving myself that was the degree of identification he has with prachand chand chandika when i loved kali it was loving myself but when i loved krishna i loved another too sweet shobindo's life if you see is a life of sacrifice so i loved kali i was identified with kali krishna's life is too sweet except for that mahabharata war so for shobindo and the mother <laughs> that was not for today some day so when people wanted to make a crown for shobindo they were collecting money and getting diamonds he says let the kingdom come the crown can wait that was his life a life of sacrifice when you look at shobindo's life but when i loved krishna i loved another and still it was myself with whom i was in love therefore i came to love krishna better even than kali so krishna is behind kali he is a lover of kali and identifies with kali what happens in the bargain now the krishna within him starts expressing and manifesting and then he realizes that actually it was myself whom i loved through this process very beautiful aphorisms we'll read some of them when i first met krishna he's talking as if you know <laughs> just imagine look at this half a belt when i first met krishna just think about it it's like you're walking on the road several times after that he is living in that ananda when dilip kumar roy speaks about greatness of krishna visa vishwabindu he says which krishna shall i argue with <laughs> there is the krishna with whom i have spent hours that blissful ananda of krishna so he says which, which krishna shall i argue when i first met krishna i loved him as a friend and playmate till he deceived me <laughs> ways of krishna if you get too cozy and forget about you know your work then he will say okay you know that mother when she is moving on the guest house terrace and it is krishna who comes he says she used to be absorbed in that and she krishna would come and walk with him with her then she felt um, you know it's so wonderful so blissful why would you work for the new krishna such an ananda and then shurbindo came to know so krishna see krishna stopped coming <laughs> and this is very beautifully finally supreme because you know she wants she is walking now with the supreme she is come in fact mother herself if we see uh, she has come as embodiment of love and grace but we see that the way she changed time in many aspects when i first met krishna i loved him as a friend and playmate till he deceived me then i was indignant and could not forgive him what a relation of friendship there it is afterwards i loved him as a lover imagine not as a beloved as a lover the master of man and his infinite lover he is my lover just imagine and he still deceived me i was again and much more indignant but this time i had to pardon what a sweet relationship when i saw others than krishna and myself in the world 
I kept secret God's doings with me. But since I began to see him and myself everywhere, I have become shameless and garrulous. <laughs> he starts sharing all the experiences which we find enshrined. There's some beautiful, I'll just quickly read them because we'll read a few poems. My lover took his crown and royal necklace from his head and neck and clothed me with them. So this is, I would look at that fusion of Sri Krishna's earthly personality on 24th November as, you know, something in this aphorism. So necklace is all the powers. So all the powers of the supernature. And the crown, of course, is the divine being. My lover took his crown and royal necklace from his head and neck and clothed me with them. But the disciples of the saints and the prophets abused me and said, he is hunting after Siddhis. Living in Krishna, even enmity becomes a plea of love and the wrestling of brothers. These Semites have afflicted mankind with the conception of a God who is a stern and dignified king and solemn judge and knows not mirth. That is how people try to paint Shirobindo. Oh, he is, you know, like a judge. Even now, people try to do this with mother. And mother says, there is a whole conversation. She says, just because I wrote, cling to truth. Now they come and tell me, mother, you say, see, Shurabindo has said, do not imagine truth and falsehood can live together. So mother says, what can I do? I have only written, cling to truth. <laughs> but they don't understand. Each one thinks what he is believing is truth. Each one has their sibolets. But they don't realize it. Other person is falsehood and I am in truth. Then she laughs and laughs. She says they don't understand. that. Then the disciples ask them, what is truth? She says you can live it, you cannot define it. Because it's infinity. Those who want to know it, it will reveal itself at each moment. But you can't define it. So Semites have afflicted mankind with the conception of a God who is a stern and dignified king and solemn judge and knows not mirth. You can't laugh with God. Huh? He's sitting with a stick. And you know, even the prayers, some of these Semitic prayers are, oh, you feel, my God, if you enter that prayer hall, you feel what's happening? What's gone wrong? <laughs> is everything okay? <laughs> God is, you know, there was a whole joke about it that when a child is taken to a, you know, <laughs> place of worship, Semitic religion, and he is told, you bet, you believe in so and so. So he says after some time that, okay, I said I believe. And the person asked him, why did you believe so easily? He said, I saw what they did to somebody who didn't believe in his type of God. <laughs> Christ on the cross. He says, I saw what they do if you don't believe in the God, they want you to believe. <laughs> so I said, better you believe. <laughs> Otherwise, I am going to meet this fate. <laughs> so this is... But we, have, but we who have seen Krishna know him for a boy fond of play and a child full of mischief and happy laughter. That's the image portrait of Krishna in that story, Sapna. He is full of mischief. You can play with Krishna. He's the playmate. Sports, you can sport with him. You can, you know, but know that he will suddenly vanish. He loves to play the old game of hide and seek. Oh, my friend, playing very well. Suddenly, where are you? Where are you? He is nowhere to be seen. 
and then what how he what he does is he hides behind the form of kali so you see where is krishna gone it's all terrible clouds and storm and krishna where are you no voice nothing there comes no voice of the celestial friend and then you are looking where is he where is he so kali he would not say he is hiding behind this is also a mischief if you don't be afraid if you know this too is krishna another way of revealing himself then after some time the cloud goes away and krishna's smile beautifully spreads like the roseate dawn on in the sky so this is the play then again you feel oh wonderful my friend has come he will keep on playing till one day we discover this too is krishna shyama and shyama this is sham that is shyama so this is how he plays the game so we who know him for a boy fond of play and a child full of mischief and happy laughter and finally he says when will the world change when will the world change into the model of heaven you see this is about the adam and eve who were driven out why because innocent people they made a mistake what was the mistake that time you didn't have the apple ipods and all so they just ate an apple this lady eve gave an apple please taste it he tasted it fruit of knowledge actually now he wanted to know and he, they were driven out of paradise so now but it is always there in memory that you want to recapture that state so how to recapture when will the world change into the model of heaven when all mankind becomes boys and girls together with god revealed as krishna and kali kalis are ready <laughs> krishnas are waiting <laughs> they get too scared you know when they see kali so first kali <laughs> then radha is a long time to manifest <laughs> so he describes the happiest boy and strongest girl of the crowd he makes it very clear this weak frail image of girl chui mui is kali she can take the challenge of life don't misbehave ha huh? she is an incarnation of kali what is krishna's role smile play it's okay rash <laughs> she will manage kali <laughs> playing together in the gardens of paradise this semitic eden was well enough for adam and eve but adam and eve were too grown up and it's god himself too old and stern and solemn for the offer of the serpent to be resisted it was needed the god was too stern too you know he is not saying openly that jehova was an asura basically that's the god wrathful god he drove them with a sword sword and is chasing them but basically he says that's not the god that we worship whom do we worship the god who plays with us we have seen him at work in the heart of the sphere a woman is lord of us naked and fierce we have love for a boy who is dark and resplendent a woman is lord of us naked and fierce and they speaks about of radha and krishna our love is their kiss so this is the and we'll read just one more poem so we know about uh, the last we had read poem krishna which is a sonnet when shubindu saw him 
in the jail as Vasudevam Sarvamiti. But there is another poem Shobindra has written on Krishna. And this shows the Krishna in his beyond the Advaitins emancipation, beyond the Mayavadins, Advaita, that means beyond Brahman, as the supreme personality, infinite personality of the Godhead. So that I will just read. Okay, one more aphorism before that. The divine friend of all creatures conceals his friendliness in the mask of an enemy till he has made us ready for the highest heavens. Then, as that means all is Krishna. Even the challenges of life are Krishna himself. He conceals himself. Why does he do that? What kind of game is he playing? Then, as in Kurukshetra, the terrible form of the master of strife, suffering, and destruction is withdrawn and the sweet face, the tenderness, the oft-clasped body of Krishna shine out on the shaken soul and purified eyes of his eternal comrade and playmate. So none can reach heaven who has not gone through hell. So if one wants to escape the law of pain, one wants to escape from the law of evolution. And why this law of pain is there? Because material is so hard. When mankind becomes more refined, then his ways also become gentle. So Krishna first comes as a blacksmith. Why? Because we are iron. He beats us. And we slowly become malleable. Then mankind becomes graduates towards gold. Then he comes as a goldsmith, tinkering a little bit here and there. And he makes a beautiful ornament to be placed at the feet of the Divine Mother. As is our consciousness, so is God's ways. So, we will close with this poem. Krishna, this is the second one. Now, this is not just about the earthly personality of, divine human personality of Sri Krishna, the avatar, but who he is in his ultimate, the highest, Satchidananda Brahma. O immense light and thou, O spirit-wide, boundless space, whom have you clasped and hid? Deathless limbs, gloried face. So all this space and time, this vastness, see, Vishwarup Darshan, but in a very different way. So whom have you hid behind you? Gloried limbs, deathless face. There is that hint that comes through this vastness of space. Boundless space. Somebody is hidden there with gloried limbs and deathless face. Vainly lies space and time. Void are we. There is none. So that's what the Advaitin reaches and says there is none. Why? Because Krishna is hiding. He says, okay, fine. If you believe that I am nothing, I will come in the garb of nothingness. So he's hidden behind. So they come in space and time because they also don't know. So they say, there is none. Vainly strives self and world crying, I, I alone. So he's hidden from the gaze of this world. Behind it he is hidden, beyond it. But he is the self of everything. One is there Self of self, soul of space, 
fount of time now we see the world soul where he describes the soul of space the all the space time continuum he is their secret fount from him he is the living knot from whom they are emerging fount of time heart of hearts mind of minds he alone sits sublime now sometimes we can take a pause people ask okay all this is very fine poem wonderful tell us something practical about the yoga the, in these two lines we see the secret of the yoga what is it there is a little shadow self little mind little heart little life little self and we play at being bound and little because we believe we have been made to believe that man is a social animal two legged creature so we are living like that now when we face the challenge of life our mind is unable to solve it so what do we do ordinarily we refer the problem to higher up see that's how people do no when they can't solve so they refer it to higher up where is the higher up he is within us self of self mind of mind so when we cannot understand when we cannot solve instead of see the practical implication of this instead of trying to break our little mind against the problem and the challenge mind sees this side that side hundred sides then it gets puzzled baffled it doesn't it doesn't even understand the problem let alone solve it so what should the mind do remember this poem mind of mind oh you are there okay i refer my problem to you you solve it for me so self of self soul of space everywhere not a single nook or corner or cranny the abyss everywhere he is there because he is there as the soul of space fount of time heart of hearts when you have a heartbreak this in fashion no so <laughs> krishna's ways to help us grow is a exercise in of the heart huh? don't take it all seriously it's like it is his way of making the heart grow it's exercise of the heart so heart breaks then you grow stronger again it breaks you know it is fragile you grow stronger so heart breaks but what should be done during that time when the heart breaks you say oh nobody is there for me koi hamdam na raha koi sahara na raha don't do all this hamdam sahara sab hai all is inside heart of hearts turn to the divine love very simple when the heart breaks then you say you are the heart original heart is there na <laughs> he will do the bypass and once again you are fit and healthy back for the same folly again <laughs> that's also his play don't feel miserable he says yeah i have just done this much because you are not ready for that total you know transplant one day he will transplant the heart and then it's a new heart altogether so heart of hearts mind of minds he alone sits sublime when there is no other but krishna see this is so practical still people will ask okay tell us some practical things about the yoga practical means sit in meditation in this posture uh, you know two and a half feet bolt straight this is not this is a mechanical thing god doesn't care for that he cares for how we connect with him he is not up above like a solemn judge oh i made a mistake then you know what happens when you have god as judge you feel guilty guilt is a mechanism of adverse forces make you feel worse they are here to 
make it worse already you have fallen that's bad enough huh now you are feeling gay now you are feeling guilty what do you do when you fall call your friend lift me out so he lift out so again you fall what do you do again you call your friend you know he will pull you out at 10000 million time why because you are him he has become this therefore he'll do it because this is him so he will do it million time because we are not separate from him from our side we feel we are separate but from his side we are always connected the hand may not know that i am part of the body and the brain and the self but the brain and the body knows that this is my hand so it is inevitable that he'll do it not that it's an excuse to fall million times and try <laughs> you must not tempt god my lord but one must know so this is the practical implication that there is none other but he playing at hide and seek his original game oh no void absolute self absorbed splendid mute who said that this nothingness void splendid mute it doesn't speak he doesn't hear what is the point of praying god is nothingness he says no this is a mistake because why should we can say this because he has seen this and gone beyond so what is there behind all this hands that clasp hold and red lips that kiss blow his float this one line can change us in our life amal kiran story where he took a medicine which is three times the lethal dose and he feels he is going to die so he says okay mother i am going to die anyways i am giving myself to you and mother says he survived because during the end point and i know in upar ga- tragedy where cinema fire took place my own cousins were involved and six of them had gone together five survived one died these five who survived i actually asked them because they were my cousins i asked them so what happened so all of them they were krishna bhaktas at the last moment they realized that nothing can be done so they were just thinking of krishna some of them survived what about the one who died she was calling her child's name understandable but she died so this is you know hands that clasp hold he is there to hold us even when we are falling last minute call and he is there to hold us where is he found where is his temple dwarkadish dwarka to he submerged because otherwise you know where is to be found in hastinapur that is gone where will he find him there is a poem mahatmas where shurbindo speaks of where to find krishna so where is he found he is found in the passion of the flower he is found in the joy within man he is found everywhere but here he puts it very beautifully all he loves he is not busy punishing people or even when he seems to destroy it is with immense love so many chances he gives to blossom but at some point all he loves all he moves you think that you know it's this person that person this is dwaitavad or you know this is ignorance but we know he is moving all why is he moving that is the mysterious play we cannot understand till the scales of ego have dropped from our eyes we need a new set of eyes uh, original cataract with which we are born why cataract blindness 
all are his all are he everybody belongs to him even those who don't believe in doesn't matter they are his he has his own way and all are he he has become all this that is the krishna shubindo experiences and realizes now you see marvelous line many now vishrupi has seen you know that there are many hands and many mouths now look at the practical side of it this vision is so liberating many limbs sate his whims bear his sweet ecstasy are we not each a limb of the great lord or maybe his cell now when we look at life like that there is such a wonderful unity and such a beautiful each one in his own way sate his whims bear his sweet ecstasy two in one two who know difference rich in sense two to clasp one to be this his strange mystery what is two in one what is this world this nature this vast this two is krishna he is hidden behind this mask behind this entire play the play is nothing else but krishna it is his play he has become the play but at the same time there is a subtle difference and that is the one whom we discover behind the play so two in one two who know difference rich in sense this two is krishna because he is saying all are he but there is a subtle difference and that difference they who know they understand how the play operates he has become everything but in this becoming everything we can truly play the play when we have identified or known that which is hiding behind the play that is the mystery that we need to know two to clasp when you clasp the world and the play separately you miss krishna when you seem to clasp him it's an imperfect clasp if the world is excluded that's what should be the says if you exclude the world and give a clasp to god it is a intense but a narrow clasp so two to clasp one to be but when you become one then the difference goes away the bhed goes away then it is one this his strange mystery this world is krishna concealed it is krishna who has become this play but to truly play you can't take this as an excuse and say okay whatever i am doing it's krishna you have to find him become one with him and that one who is in the world and beyond the world so that's what we see now a new chapter starts with shurbindo's complete identification with the earthly divinely human personality of shri krishna which is carrying the work of the ages which is to manifest the divine in mud and mire and stone thank you